Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Cisco Technology Podcast. Uh, it's me, Justin Woolen, and you can contact the uh, the podcast uh, by tweeting me at, at Justin Woolen, or you can email me at justin.woolen at cisco.com. That's two L's and one L. Uh, we're also joined today by our regular co-host, Mark Jackson. Thank you, Justin. I wasn't quite sure how you were going to introduce me then. I, I sort of <laughs> guessed hesitation. Yes, hesitation. That's Deviation. A, there's a whole and, game about that. Yeah. <laughs> On other other podcasts are yes, available. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're also joined today by uh, re- hopefully will be a regular contributor to the show, uh, Alison Vincent. Sorry, Hello. Doctor Doctor Alison Vincent. Okay, you can call me Doctor. Yeah, Thank fine. you. There you go. And and we're going to call this feature Doctor in the House, but we need to think we've got to find a decent jingle for it. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it'd be all right. That's fine. That's fine. We have the all Doctor you, in the House. All you composers out there, yes. send me a jingle. Yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. that's true. License free. <laughs> Yeah, license-free. Nothing that's copyright because we are cheap. <laughs> um, right. Yes. So, so the whole point of having you on, uh, uh, Dr. Allison, uh, is to tell what's been going on in the world of technology that yep. you find interesting, and uh, just have a bit of a chat about it, really. Okay. So, let me tell you about Friday then. What happened last like, Friday? Yeah, I had the most bizarre day of my life as a CTO. <laughs> Um, I was uh, commuting through London in walking boots, walking trousers, jungle shirt, in the rush hour, an and it was very. Did very you look a bit like Crocodile Dundee? Yeah, you looked really out of out place, of place. Yeah. in the city. <laughs> but I was on my way to Cambridge to join an explorer. So this is Dan Revan Ellison, who is an explorer with the National Geographic. And he is exploring the concept of wild cities. Wild cities? Yeah, so last time we met, I spoke about smart cities. Oh, you did, very much so. Very eloquently talked about Manchester. Thank you. And all the, about that, is it the, how many miles is it? Two mile strip going into Manchester? Yeah, the corridor. The corridor going into Manchester Mm -hmm. and all these like 25, no, maybe even more companies, all the different companies that work. Yeah, like 25 different companies, yeah. Mm -hmm. All working Mm -hmm. together on that, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I did remember, and that was on the fly. Listening, yeah. But this is a joint relationship between the National Geographic and Cisco mm-hmm. to sponsor this explorer, Dan, to walk through all 69, well, 69 cities in the UK and 15 national parks to look at the concept of bringing nature into the city. But the most awesome thing about this, he had this bit of technology on his head which sensed his brain waves. <laughs> Isn't that okay, awesome? Okay, we now need a Twilight Zone sort of yeah. sound effect. Do, I think. Do, yeah. And literally, these sensors on his head will, will work out the emotions he's feeling as he walks through the city. Okay. So it's emotions like happiness, mm-hmm. stress, frustration, anger, you know, I think that's my journey along the M4 corridor. <laughs> All of those. So the concept for me was to actually follow him on one of these walks to see, you know, what he does and how he reacts. And so literally, we uh, we got in the taxi and uh, he told the taxi driver to go to this, uh, you know, little residential area outside of Cambridge, and he just dropped us off in the middle of nowhere. Obviously, the taxi driver thinking, "What on earth are you yeah. doing?" So you just, with, with this thing on his head. With this thing on yeah. his head. And he had it on his head already. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you go into a field, because it was just at the edge of Cambridge, so he wanted to walk from right where the countryside stops, right, yeah. walk through Cambridge, through the academic bit, and out yeah. the other side to the Cam. And while he's walking, 
this thing is sensing what he's seeing and reacting. And you're walking along with him? And I'm walking along with did him. Did you and do so the whole route? I did the whole route with and him. And how far so was it? It's probably the most I've walked in my <laughs> 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 It's probably about, no, it's probably only about 10 kilometres. Oh, about six miles, that's not bad. It's yeah. quite a nice okay. walk. Because you, you can't do the whole thing, so he no. chooses a route through the city. Yeah. And all the time he is looking at two devices. Once he's looking at the route. Yeah. But he's also got uh, an application on his phone, which is you know making sure the sensors are still reacting on his his head, and you can actually see, um, you can flick through the different emotions and see where he is. Wow! So then you'll be able feedback of, time, his, of his emotions walking through the walking through the city yeah, from yes. the countryside and be able yes. to say, actually, this is where I was my happiest, my most content. So, this so after most... after the you, you can actually watch him live as he does these walks because there's a website which we will put on a, a blog that I've about yeah, yeah to we'll do. put up we'll put up on Twitter. And um, but also you know so historically you can uh-huh. see. At a particular point in the city, uh-huh. he was feeling he was happy. happy. Uh-huh. Particular point, he was feeling angry. You know uh-huh. that, those kind of things. And so this is going to happen over all of these parts. In fact, Justin, he's yet to do Wales. So I've said Get in. that you can follow him on one of the Welsh ones. I'll do the Welsh one. Yeah, there we go. I'll get the walking boot out. And so, is there not a risk that with you by his side, that his emotions may have been skewed? Somewhat? It was. It was interesting. He has to <laughs> at the start of the walk. Um, he has to reset the device <laughs> and, and sort of the periods. Uh, uh, during the walk and it's quite interesting you know so standing in this field and all of a sudden this Australian voice was saying now feel very calm and just relax with your eyes open so we had to be really quiet while he, he set it and then yeah. he had to shut his eyes and do the same thing right. so he's using sort of meditation to bring his emotions down yeah, yeah in terms wow. of control but you, you're right so yeah. he said you know the, the walks where he is with someone else yeah. sometimes he walks with his editor so Tom was there as well so there are actually three of us mm-hmm. And you know when he walks with the editor, they make a note of that and see if it does actually oh, affect him. Yeah. But it was it was absolutely fascinating because and I was talking about this this divide. You know he's 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 walked a number of them. He's actually a third of the way through what he wants to do. Wow. Okay. And he was saying in the north, in general, mm. if you're walking through a city and you've got this thing on your head, mm. people will stop and talk to you about it. In the south, which of course I was in Cambridge, they totally ignore the fact that you're walking along with this person with this headset. But then in Cambridge, being a huge, densely populated of academics. I expected Cambridge to act differently, but it's almost like. I would have thought that would have been more the north than the south. No, they they ignored it totally. They may do a double take and they go, oh, weirdo. We don't (laughs) want to talk to him. (laughs) That's what normally happens to me. (laughs) So So, what's the output of the data? I'm guessing that that's going to start to influence. Town and city planning, I guess it could do. Yes, so, like so, so the idea is to is to show like certain you know, as you were walking. I'm a, I was also making observations. Mm, so mm. like at certain parts of the journey, there were open spaces, mm. beautiful sunny day. Mm-hmm. These these play areas, not a soul in them. Yeah. So you've got this open space. Yeah. Empty. Totally empty. And then other spaces were were active in terms of yeah. with, with people, and kind of like um, that the whole idea of of when you walk under trees. Mm. The dappled light yeah. is a really nice effect. So could we actually, with technology, replay that dappled effect okay. in terms of light in spaces? Oh, it's sort of like so, it's like our smart connected lighting yeah. thing, oh, where yeah. you can actually change the lighting yeah. in change the room. The yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so do so the same outside. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Outside, interesting. And also, you know, it's certainly I don't know if you've yeah. been to places like the Digital Catapult, which actually brings green space into a meeting room with plants and you know. Yeah. Effects of lighting, and actually, is quite a nice place to have a business meeting because it feels like. Where's that? You're outside in Euston. I'm going in, um, soon. Yeah, in actually, Houston. yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you all about it on the next podcast. But the, the idea is... <laughs> you just, have to commit yeah, you to that. It's <laughs> ultimately you know, to question, you know, do we do enough with our smart spaces? Yeah. You know, can we do uh, bring nature more into the city? Yeah, because yeah, it's really interesting, because I was watching the programme uh, last night, actually, which we recorded, on uh, New York, and it was showing how... They are talking about the food part of New York, about feeding you or the New Yorkers, and they were saying how... Uh, one of the one of the uh, hotels in New York is on the on their fifty something floor. They've right. actually put in a uh, a beehive. Oh yeah, yeah, they're doing a lot with beehives. The beehives, and then they, they start yeah. showing all the gardens, the yeah. rooftop gardens. Rooftop so they're gardens, claiming yeah. Yeah. the yeah, space, space on top yeah. of buildings yeah. Yeah. to yeah, try yeah. and bring the countryside in, yeah, yeah. Mm. and trying to bring food sources closer to actual yeah. Yeah. consumption as well. Mm. So that was really interesting. And, and things like you know, running water in the city in terms of actually having. Okay. Could you so do something seeing... more with the central reservation uh, that goes down a road? Okay. Yeah. More than just having trees, could you actually get flowing water and the sound? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because all the cities have actually sort of, uh, not buried, but they've covered over the yeah, new rivers and streams, yeah. especially London, which yeah. obviously wasn't, isn't just the Thames. Mm. No, mm. no, and there's probably an awful lot of covered, in, covered water in London, yeah. certainly. So wow. it's certainly genera- generating a lot of data, um, yeah. which of course, you know, hopefully yeah. you know, local councils will be yeah, very interested yeah. looking at to see how... It so it's about make so this wild cities concept mm. isn't a, is isn't about in my head it was the op, I think it's the opposite of what you, you've said of going into the wild and sort of having a connected city or mm. connecting sort of the wildlife it's about taking the concept of the countryside into a city mm. correct mm. but also could we be doing more with technology yeah. to protect wildlife so yeah. at the moment mm. yeah mm. I, I'm working on um, the, the whole concept of um, digital railways yeah. And with with sense technology, could you and, and sense technology even on cars, connected mm-hmm. cars, could you stop people driving into deers as mm. they come across the road? So as in, so you could then automatically by sensing where there's a because on the M4 there's a couple of was oh, it the M4 is it the M3? I think there's one of the motorways you can see there's warning signs saying mm. um, wildlife, 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 yeah, wildlife. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, you think and actually being able to uh, automatically right bring it down. Okay, there's a herd nearby or yeah. there's a deer yeah. nearby. Yeah. Bring the speed limit up. Warnings yeah, go yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Connected motorways. Yeah. Other things like um, it's just as you walked, mm. and and the previous, I think the previous day, Dan had spent time at Create with Nick Chrysos okay. and heard about smart cities yeah, yeah. Manchester and other yeah. other things we're doing, things mm. like conserve yeah. with the, the drought and, and yeah. flooding, and he was kind of like saying how you know, all the things things would begin to spark within him mm. as we were walking, mm. in terms of potentials like in in Scotland. Uh, if someone was at a bus stop or, or somewhere in a city, but actually out in the ocean, which is just a bus ride away for them, where they are, mm. you know, all of a sudden there's whales coming in. Mm. You know, could you actually notify somebody at a bus stop that nature was in such a short, you know, mm. if you travel a short distance, okay. you can actually see. So connect, almost connect, connect people to nature in a way that... But just giving people the opportunity. Yeah, because yeah, because yeah. Yeah, because you could be the person who could, yeah, I find that interest, but... Mm. Am I ever going to go there? Yeah, when you go, go actually, yeah, I've got now, the opportunity or, now yeah. Yeah, yeah. to literally, mm-hmm. do you know what? I've got nothing else on now. I would actually really love mm-hmm. to go out there. Or actually, And, and then everything yeah. from, you know, we're also talking about trains. And when you're in a train, could you have augmented reality on the window? So you're actually pinpointing things that you're seeing. Do you know what's really interesting? Because I did a train journey. Mm. And it's slightly off people. We went to America and we went to the Harry Potter experience. And okay. you go on the 
journey gone the Hogwarts Express uh, between, yeah, yeah, okay. and it is and they yeah. it's, I wouldn't say it's organised it's basically yeah. TV, TV screens, screens on the thing but it is and they take you through that and you do get very immersed in it right. but being able to go along going oh look that's what's going on and that's going to have that be able to sort of like a heads up display yeah. is that what I'm yes. imagining yeah, cool. but that'd be awesome so are they? So is the data going to be open data, or is it? Yes, going to, it no, is. It's yeah. Just open data. And has he published? Has any been published from work? Is it just in the UK or? Just in the UK. Okay. Yeah. So it's um, it, he's a third way through. So he's ultimately going to go across all fifteen yeah. national parks and sixteen of our cities. That's going to be really interesting to read. It is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Check your city's happiness levels. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. Hmm. I'm just thinking about where I live now. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel walking down the street? Yeah. 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 Mm. They should do it as an open data project. You know, give out census to people and just. They should do. To do it. Could. Yeah. Plug into your, you know, smartphone, and mm. if you could make the technology really cheap, you could get a really big. But work out what the happiest. You mean the happiest places to be are? Yeah, not just based and on. And then you be able, Yeah, but then you'd be able to learn them. Going, what, what, what is? What is it? What is it that makes yeah, people happy? And then yeah, be able to, instead yeah, of just going, yeah. right, okay, is it more shops or yeah. is it yeah. this, that, and the other? Yeah, you don't get a subjective. Was it parking or whatever? Yeah. You're getting a real time view. Real time view, yeah. Well, it's a bit big Ooh. brothery, maybe. But. Well, no, but you know, it is, it's interesting, but it's trying to, because what, I think it's what you want to use the data for. And if you're trying to do it to improve people's quality of yes. life, yeah. and especially in a very busy age yeah. of commuting and all that, yeah. and going, actually, you can work out then wh- how to make that mm. journeys or that mm. people's lives a bit more content because yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we are the most we the most distressful we've ever been yeah. in society. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's getting big. This is deep meaningful now. Deep, deep oh god! But you can see how it was, you know, a very yes. interesting day. Yes, yeah, it's great. I'm certainly I'm glad. A different day. I'm glad you shared that. Mm. That was brilliant. Mm. So talk, going from mind reading, yes, and, and the Jedi <laughs> mind trick. Other, other mind tricks are available. Um, you, you've um, you wrote a blog. Uh, Sort of a, a week or a couple of days ago, which yeah. is which is up on the uh, Cisco blog website. So have a look at that. Just Google it. Um, and you talked about sort of how can technology help with or how you find that really interesting for for sort of uh, disabled and, and Paralympics athletes. Yeah, as so, well. so it was because that's like, on yeah, at the moment. Yeah, timely Paralympics is is, yeah. is on. And so for me, it was a, yeah a, yeah. I just want to do some searching in terms of you know technology is amazing, but can it be applied to mm. Paralympic sports mm. and improving? And in fact. Um, the headset that Dan was wearing is also being used in Paralympic sports. So, but the other way around. In other words, it's using uh, the brain mm-hmm. through the sensors in this headset to actually steer a bobsleigh, for instance, for someone oh, who's right, disabled. Okay. Yeah. So, who doesn't have the ability to use their limbs to steer the bobsleigh, so you can use your mind to, drive, yeah. to steer the bobsleigh. See, I've been trying the Jedi mind trick since <laughs> I was about the age of seven. You've been missing the hat. And so. I've obviously missed the hat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've so, been doing work on that for quite a while, though. I mean, you see it sort of come up onto the popular press and you see that can it interpret signals in the brain mm-hmm. to consistently be turn left, turn yes. right. Yeah. So slightly left, slightly right. That. And yeah. that, you think of it on a, on a bobsleigh. Yeah. And, and and the actual con- not say contraption sounds kind of not a derogatory word. I think it is a bit of a contraption. Yeah, but how it sort of encases. It's not like yeah. just you're sitting on a on a tea tray like, no. yeah, yeah, going down yeah. at hun- mm. nearly 100 miles an hour, but mm. you're actually sat in this sort of cage. Mm. And it is, but it's, it's aerodynamic. Mm. You can mm. just imagine being in there because you can't. You're just moving yourself by yes. shifting body weight, aren't you? Yeah. So yeah. it's being able to do that from a, using your mind. It's it's, mm. it's There's some really powerful brilliant. applications, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. But it was interesting because the, the program I saw last night. I was watching the, the Paralympics last night, and they had a. And it, they interviewed this guy who's a. Um, a uh, he is a world record holder archer. Oh yeah. And he has no arms. And and so he's a wow. world record holder archer, as in firing an arrow the furthest. Okay. And no arms, 
And the one thing he, he, when he was training, the one thing he was working at was his state of mind. And he's saying, I wanted to be able to, uh, and he ended up doing jumping out of an aeroplane, yes. doing a, a, a parachute mm. jump. Mm. So when he landed, his adrenaline levels would be similar to when he's in the stadium and he's about to do a go oh, into wow. competition. <laughs> and to, it's about that mind state again. Now, he it's needs to be in, yeah, but, yeah, but how could he get yeah. himself into a mind state where he would be, could simulate an Olympic event yeah, yeah. and the pressure mm-hmm. that goes in there that was just that's pretty pretty extreme true. mindset of, and way to get into the mindset but <laughs> you well, can yeah. see how yeah. it would work yeah, yeah it was just, I just find it really interesting yeah, when you talk about being able to use your mind to, to enable a disabled athlete it's yeah, about yeah. using how, about, how do you track that state to someone's mind going back to what you said yeah, about yeah, the walk yeah. as well interesting. really interesting yeah. there's some fascinating I saw a brief clip last night on using the VR goggles on uh, I think it was paraplegic uh, individuals and, and just seeing how that could help with walking and rehabilitation yes, and things like okay, this so okay. all of those kind of techs I think have just got some incredible in, you know potential to make a yeah. real difference and it's everything from really expensive yeah applications of technology with, with all the fantastic stuff they're doing with the wheelchairs and yeah, making course, those yeah, aerodynamic yeah. and making lights mm, and mm. things through to quite simple tech in terms of these the, the blind swimmers who have sensor technology in mm. the caps mm. which is literally just telling them where the end of the pool is going to be oh, and yeah. sensing yeah, when they yeah. need to turn rather than oh, right. having someone with a long stick smacking, on, smacking the on the head to tell them to turn so it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's making them feel more human yeah yeah because it's interesting with, yeah. With yeah. The because there's another thing in your blog wasn't it about the blind runner the gentleman yes. who became blind at 17 and then he used uh using he's working with with one of the tech companies to create an app for it as well but yep. the bit okay. was about he it's interesting because it was he, he runs with uh, uh, like a normal maps mm. thing and saying go left, slightly left, mm. slightly right, mm. but actually just having beeps though. Yes. Okay. Because because then you go beep. Oh, I'm going that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then then going mm. at the next turn. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, really get on with it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. so that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's all covered on. Some of that's covered on your blog. That's in the blog, so you can read awesome. read more about it in that. Yeah. The interesting one I, I also when I when I read your blog was about the injuries. About yes. how um, paraplegics can, because they can't feel. Yes, mm. they don't know how they can... injured they are. Oh, uh, of course, yeah. So you use um, a suit yeah. to, to, to tell you. Give yeah. the sensory yeah. response. Have I really damaged myself? Actually, no, I can keep going. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it was really, and, wow. they, and I saw, watched the video on it, and it's how they use trying all the different materials oh. to make this, like, basically looks like a, a fitted body like skin, skin, skin suit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that has these panels on it you can replace, and basically they replicate blood by or replicate the the sensation the, the, the visualization of, of, a, yeah, of, a, yeah. of an injury yeah but as, you, as you get wow. as, it, as it hits this the the, the, the material oh, okay. it, it sort of goes a red ready pink yeah, color yeah, yeah. it was really interesting just, cool. but then I was thinking about that saying using that in, in an outwards yeah. in other areas other when you applications think, yeah, yeah other applications yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mean I was thinking about sort of even the military or something yeah. like that of being able to actually being able to spot when you because yeah yeah if you're in, in, the, in a combat situation and being able to, uh, when your adrenaline's going, but actually yeah. going, am I injured? Aren't I injured? Yeah. Yes. No, you're fine. Or how? Yeah, very quickly yeah. you can yeah. identify yeah. the yeah. Yeah. identify where the injury is because that's the yeah. one of the thing is in first aid and when I when I've done first aid before is about finding out where the injury is and sometimes you can't see it, especially when you look at internal injuries where you're thinking yeah, yeah. somebody's had an impact but you can't see anything. You can't see anything. So I don't know. I, I would just think yeah. of all these different applications. Yeah. Of it. You've read the blog. Look at that as well. Yeah, it's impressive. Well, you know, I do do something else with with my time. <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> <laughs> professional is Justin. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't no. go as far as that. So, the one thing that me and Mark talked about in our last uh, 
podcast yeah. was around GSX oh, yeah. and, and yes. our thoughts and our experiences mm. of it. And yeah. we were joined by one of the one of the other guys who attended with us was a guy called Rishi. Uh, it'd be good to get your thoughts. Okay. And what, what do you think about it? from a different level? Because um, obviously there's the there's the cheap technology level, and then yeah. there's the Justin level, which is oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. understood. What times the bar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> As, I mean, so for me, this this is the second time I've attended, so mm. you know, I was now a year in. You're a veteran a then. Yeah, mm. a veteran, so I knew what to expect. So, I, yeah. so the the initial scale of the thing, I already understood. Sure. Um, however. It, you know, for me, it's always a fa- fantastic experience, you know, hearing both from our, our leaders mm. in terms of where we're going. And I just loved the whole um, story about, not story, I mean, the success of Cisco's own internal digitization mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the idea that the analysts are, are loving it and they're calling us the elephant can dance and all this business as, oh, as, course, as yes. a company. Um, and the fact that actually... I still, still like to see an elephant. I know they showed <laughs> us a graphic of it. They but did, it, it, yeah, actually yeah. Sure. I'd rather see the running man, I think. If he could do the running man, then I'll, I'll be bought into it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, br- it's brilliant in terms of the, the, the generic, you know, strategic sure. company messages you get. Yeah. But then for me, it, it was more the, the conversations you have mm. and the kind of side yeah. things you see. <gasps> Seeing Captain Cloud. Captain Cloud, he is, I am, um, you mean. Cloud. I didn't see it. I'm, I'm feeling like I missed out in a big way. You that did. I didn't you did. See Captain Cloud. I even well, got a me, selfie you know, with him. Uh, yeah, for me, it had had all the essences of what makes a really good piece of knowledge transfer. Yeah. It wasn't just it wasn't just PowerPoint. No. So there were some visuals. Of course. But it was role play, and it was humorous. Wow. Yeah. And then backed up with you know what what have you just seen and what have you just learned yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. And yeah. that whole way of getting across a message yeah. was was. Brilliant. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I, I really appreciated it because it was as a non-data center person. I know we've we've got had a got a podcast out there now on cloud, but mm. it was a real. Mm. Um, and it is from watching it that way of learning yeah. and yeah. knowing that you don't have to beat everyone to death with slides, yeah. which yeah. which mm. as I Sometimes think us and many other companies do, yeah. it is a great way that if you put some thought process behind mm-hmm. it, you can actually get people to to learn things that are maybe a, a very different to what they they. Yeah. Yeah. They need to know or have to know, right. and being able to absorb it. And everyone, I, I wasn't down for it, but I end up changing the session yeah. to, to go and see Captain Cloud. And I and I will say on this podcast now, I want to get Captain Cloud on the podcast. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. You need that. We'll, we'll definitely we'll get pictures and I tweets. Mean, at, well. at, yeah, yeah. You know, if you, if you look at my tweets, there is a, uh, a picture of myself with Captain Cloud and with Susie Wee, who heads up DevNet. Oh. So the three, the three of us were there together, wow. oh. and it was one awesome picture. It was. Yeah, it was lovely. So you know, as well as, so as, well as like the, mm. the learnings you get, mm. for me it's also the opportunity to, to meet colleagues from the other side of the world. Mm. So you know, specifically in in my role, um, there are probably two or three other regions that have a CTO. Mm. Obviously, not like me. No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, because no, oh. there can be only one of me. Yes, but there are you know two other regions. So Australia. And Japan have their own CTOs, and it was fantastic to meet okay. these people who you don't get a chance. So to on that see. point, though, so yeah. what makes a region? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that surprises feel, me that those feel two. they. I'm going to turn this around. Don't need a CTO. Yeah. Is it? I think. Um, I think it's the regions that invested in innovation centres. Mm-hmm. So if you look at the pattern in terms yeah. of where we've got innovation centres and where there is a CTO, that, that's quite a good correlation. Not in all mm-hmm. countries, yeah. but it's also countries who. You know, are very successful in terms of you know sig- very significant revenues. Mm-hmm. Could obviously, support something. Like okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the concept that you know significant revenues, but also governments 
who are driving agendas. Mm-hmm. So certainly the Australia government is, is governments, you know, the different um, states that they have is, is you know, they're, they're very forward thinking, um, they're, they're pushing the boundary on a whole host of things, be it agriculture and mining. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's that those mm-hmm. dynamics and the, the, the region's pretty unique as is Japan in yeah. terms of the business culture and the way you do work. So I think that those things Makes sense to have mm-hmm. the, the CTO person to help drive the the agenda of where the technology is going in those regions. So we've met, yeah. we've met yeah. up, um, and collectively we're sharing um, in terms of things we're learning in our own regions. Mm-hmm. And there are common common things in terms of how cloud, you know, the governments themselves are looking for cloud strategies, mm-hmm. and so we can help them yeah. collectively to, mm-hmm. to address that. I, I sent them to the Captain Cloud. Did you? You <laughs> sent them to the Captain Cloud. <laughs> I said, if session. you didn't see this at GSX, can I suggest yeah. you? Know, I, I, I want to see a selfie on Twitter at the end <laughs> yes, of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Prove you were there. Yes. <laughs> and then also, you know, the whole the whole thing that the, the governments are trying to accelerate digitalisation, yeah. and they're doing that through you know IoT under the covers, so using the sensor technology to help them digitise their countries. So wow. Things we haven't done. Okay. And any big divergences in terms of things that are happening in those regions versus what we're doing? I mean, obviously, you know, you have specialism. Specialism. What's the word? Uh, Don't ask me. (laughs) Specialisations. Specialisations. Things that aren't general. Correct. Mm. Those things there. (laughs) And so Australia is very much, you know, leading on agriculture and mining. Yeah, because of... And that's that's where our innovation centres focus. Sure. Okay. So whereas in in the UK, we have a focus around IoT... Cities, you yeah. know, finance yeah. because of, 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 yeah, yeah. of the nature of our nature the services of that we deliver. Yeah. And I would say Japan is probably high on the finance piece as yeah, well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, still, yeah. still to find common trends between yeah. Japan and ourselves. Interesting. Okay. Oh, very good. Sounds like you had a really good time. Oh, I had a great time, but I did have a, a pang of conscience Whoa. at the Ooh. event. I know. A I know. Pang of conscience. Wow. <laughs> yeah. The doctor really is in the house. Oh my. <laughs> can I share? <laughs> yeah, you, you can, you can share. share. You're, you're amongst so, friends. <laughs> On, on one of the slides that was shown, I think by Chuck, he had this slide about acquisitions. So, and he showed this big, probably about 24 names of companies that we've acquired in the past year. And uh, one of my colleagues turned around in front of me and they said, I don't know half of those. I'm thinking, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I do either. So that was my pang of conscience, which, which ah, made me think. right. I thought it was yeah. something else. I yeah. was going like, it was like three oh, in the morning. And oh, like, no, oh. no, no, no. And you're on the table. What happens in Vegas stays, that stays in Vegas. Vegas. Apart, Apart from, from Captain that. Cloud. Yeah. So, you know, so for me, it was kind of like a, you know, an opportunity yeah. for me to go and hunt and, and relearn about yeah. the acquisition process. And, you know, it's, when you start looking, it's very much part of our innovation strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like one arm of our five-pronged innovation strategy. Okay. Do you want to know? What Please, I would love to know what they are, and I'm okay. sure that other people would as well. I will try and count them out. <laughs> yeah. So, so when we look at um, innovation, we we certainly build things. Yeah. So we build things ourselves mm-hmm. through our engineering resources. Yeah. We partner, so it's a huge aspect of our um, culture. We co-create, okay. so we work with other partners and other companies to create something for our customers. PCE, I suppose, would be an yeah. example of co-creation. PCE, yeah. For example. Okay. And we um, invest, so Cisco ourselves has a, a significant amount of money, yeah. which we're, we're almost like a big venture capitalist, yeah. Yeah. invest in small companies. Mm-hmm. But the fifth one is we buy. So it's very much part of our mm. strategy for mm-hmm. innovation. Mm-hmm. And that's been common for the whole, pretty much the whole time I've been aware of Cisco. Oh, we, yeah. you know, we've all, oh, you mean this, the switching, I think the only thing that I can remember that from my 
part of the business where I work was was routing because we yeah. created our own routers. Yeah, and then we acquired switching. We acquired the both and, and acquired uh, the wireless as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when I joined, we just acquired a company called Stratacom. Who made that big like ATM? No, ATM Ooh. switches and real high-end <laughs> service provider stuff. And then that was a big, that was a big acquisition. That I just had flashbacks of doing ATM, and it wasn't yeah, enjoyable. It was real high-end stuff. But no, acquisitions have been exactly. yeah, part so of the DNA for such a long but time. But when, but then when you dig further within acquisitions, there's, there is obviously a strategy because yeah. you know we don't just want to buy anything. We're not just shopping. Yeah. We're not just shopping. Ooh, shopping. <laughs> but you know, there there are you know three three areas where we look to acquire something. We acquire something for a new business model mm-hmm. to help us um, get to a new business model. And I only found in the past year there's only one example of that. It's a company called Maintenance Net who we purchased. Oh wow! To help oh. us you know, look at the way we actually um, dealt with maintenance in terms of a, a business uh, process. Oh wow! As in ourselves? Yes. Wow. And how we get how we and how we get maintenance yeah. payments from our own customers in terms of a uh, service, okay. support service support contract. Oh contracts. right, okay. Okay, so that, that was that was the only wow. example I found in that mm-hmm. mode. Mm-hmm. So apart from business models, it's it's very much you know products and solutions. Sure. So physically, we've got a gap in our product solution. Mm. Let's buy something. So Jasper. Yeah. Yeah. Huge recent example. Mm. Um, and what what do they do? So they are an IoT platform. It's a way to monetize. And manage IoT connections, Ooh, wow. and it's quite exciting. It's not just the the man, it's the monetizing. So again, it's almost going to the business model things. It's yeah, actually yeah. okay. IoT is brilliant, but actually, how do you make money out of this thing? Yeah, and it's very much helping our uh, for service providers to, yeah. to essentially make money out of the IoT um, yeah. portfolio. We talked a little bit about it on the last podcast, didn't we? Where we talked yeah. about Jasper, and I know I had to do a bit of research on seeing where they sit. But they some of their big customers were in the sort of automotive and oh yeah. Uh, the uh, vending machine space as well, which I thought was really interesting in terms of putting sensors into vending machines, which then obviously I guess tell the platform about s- stock levels and yep. yeah, takings and yep. things like that. So it's really kind of interesting, yeah, interesting yeah. sort of backbone uh, technology that sits behind some of that. So really cool. So then, and then the final one is um, talent. Mm. So we, we particularly target either talent or technology gaps mm. so you've got products and solutions sure. so Jasper's you know, got its own sales force mm. it's got everything mm. around it we sometimes also just buy either a company for mm. their skills so mm-hmm. a recent one in the UK Portcullis yeah. the security skills in terms yeah. of consulting yeah because yeah, when I saw that I was like that's really confusing for me yeah. because it was a, not a technology, not technology. and we're, we're buying a company with really buying people. we're buying people yeah we're buying that was people. really interesting yeah. Or, or, or then it's a, or it's a, a technology Gap, yeah. which we then put into our products yeah. to, to sell on. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting because I was in a meeting last week, mm. and it was the portcullis people who were there who went in actually and worked with a customer to okay. help them develop a security operations centre. Yeah. So yeah. it was yeah. something that I was like, wow! I was sat there for this meeting for like two hours where yeah. they explained just what they did, and yeah. it was like with this with, it, with this customer. Yeah, I mean, that, we we done so we, we we also acquired a company called Neohapsis in the states who did the very similar set of things to Portcullis but of the North America region. So I think strategically we sort of said, well, that's gone really really well and has given Let's us some great capability in North America region. Um, but we need to flesh that out for, for Europe, and that was yeah. where the Portcullis acquisition has come in to give us that real oh, wow. deep level of security cyber. Um, Advisory expertise. See, I've got security into DJ. Oh. See, these days. <laughs> I suppose you haven't brought up Open DNS again. No, 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 no. But but Alison Willacourt being oh, yeah, the Open DNS is a, is a product in the products and solutions space. Yeah, see, yeah, yeah. yeah. See. as well as Stealthwatch. As well as Stealthwatch. There you go. So you've got you've got three now. Yeah. Three and Cloudlock. So what do they do then? 
Cloudlock are a cloud security access broker, so their primary capability is to sort of secure cloud applications. So if you're, a, as a customer, trying to, I don't know, utilize things like SAP, Dropbox, Google Apps, all of these different yep. cloud applications, they can sort of put a, a, a front end on a lot of that to provide access control, policy control. So we use it internally. So we, we use Box for our data sharing with yeah. Cisco. And you'll see that the policy for using Box for data storage is it can't contain anything that's Cisco highly confidential. If you actually put something on there that's marked as Cisco highly confidential, you will So it actually reads the document. It looks at the document, checks the policy. Wow. If you put something up there, you will get an email very quickly to say, you really ought to take that down. So it's that, it's that sort of control level because, of course, people are consuming cloud applications in a big way. Yeah, it's kind of like hel- helping an IT manager mm. yeah. accept that, yeah. that, I, I know that people are going to use yeah. these, these lovely clouds because it makes their life easier. Yeah. But how do we actually, as a company, yeah, control control what, how people are using that? And that's where Cloudlock comes in. Yeah. Cloudlock comes in there. Yeah. So it's quite, a, it's quite a, an emergent technology area, and so I think that's why we've gotten into it. So. There you go. You've got security in the uh, on yeah, the agenda. Yeah. It's not even written on our no, 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 no. on the things it's to talk about. It's not even on our things to talk about board, but I got it in there. But it is a key part of our yeah. strategy it is. in terms yeah. of innovation, Massive. in terms of what, ah. yeah, what we're going after. So. Very it good. Does fit. It does fit. So you, so you yeah. feel as though that gap is, uh, in knowledge is now infilled. So I when now somebody have walks a up to you and goes, mind map, <laughs> which I'm I'm trying to work out the best way to share it amongst because you know mm. it's, it's all very well I know this, yeah. but let's make sure the whole of the technical community of the UK and the sales team know. Yeah. Even at just a high level, mm. so they can bucket things where, fit. where this fits. Yeah, because we see the emails coming through, yeah. and they're quite wordy, yeah. and they and they and then they quote another, they then quote, quote a, a link, yeah. and then you go, Augur-, and then you go, oh, crikey, I've yeah. got time to do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe we should part the uh, doctors in the house. Any any exciting new acquisitions that we can explain maybe to people? Maybe we can. Maybe we can. We need another jingle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An acquisitions jingle. I hope you're good with music. Not really. No. That'd be a fanfare. Fanfare. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're doing our own now. I know, yeah. That's it. Well, you know, Alison's classically trained, you know. I am. Are you? Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's for another podcast. Oh, you're classically trained as well. Well, I, I sing, that's my that's my. Oh, voice. do you? Yeah. I yeah. sing, but do nobody you? asked me to do it, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Generally in the shower and on my own and in the car. I, I, I want to get rid of that Oh, <laughs> Oh, see, I've gone there now. I might have to edit that bit out. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, I didn't know. Mm, yes. Oh, wow. And where do you sing? Uh, I don't say in the show. No, I, I sing with the local um, amateur operatics. And oh, is it, is it sort of opera, is it? Or? It's everything. Yeah, it's um, it's light opera. It's I've just uh, been asked to be in a performance of uh, Magic Flute. That's proper. Wow. There we go. We'll have to talk more about that one next time you're on. Talented. It is, isn't it? <laughs> but it's great to have something other than work Technology. in your life, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Apart it from is. and family. Yeah, work-life balance, it's called. It is, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. Oh, wonderful. That's good to know. Well then, thank you very much, Alison. Pleasure. It's been great as fun, always. as always. And yeah. we've talked lots of different things, all the way from yeah. walking through the country mind to reading. mind reading, yeah. Jedi mind tricks, all the way through to actually understanding why we buy stuff as a company. Yeah. Thanks very much. And uh, if anybody's got any questions for Alison, you can uh, tweet into the podcast uh, at Justin Woolen, or even you can ask any security questions, you can ask Mark uh, <laughs> at M underscore Jack 76. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for listening, and we'll uh, see you all at the next podcast.